0: UFC Lightweight, rising up the ranks. Scott Holtzman, thank you so much for joining me. How's life right now? And I I believe in North Carolina.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm over in North Carolina. It's good, man. Uh, You know, just getting by COVID. uh, Strange times, man. I don't Mm -hmm. think I I need to say anything about that. But uh, getting by in good shape and uh, ready to get to Las Vegas with my mask on.
0: Are you a a big mask guy? Are you a a proponent of that? Or do you feel like... We don't really need to be wearing masks
1: man I just I I'm not I'm on the fence I mean my thing mm-hmm. is like nobody likes to have their mouth covered yeah. <laughs> like but well, it's not hurting anybody just wear them you know as long as it makes everybody feel better and who knows maybe it does protect some old people around and or make at least make some feel more comfortable I don't care it's mm-hmm. not a big deal to me I mean I I have guys you know trying to choke me out and stuff every day so uh, mask over my face is not a big deal
0: during a fight from time to time you see fighters cover their opponent's mouths with their hand yeah. how uncomfortable is that is that something that is effective
1: oh uh, i guess it could be if you if you really uh you know if you do it for long enough but really it just pisses you off yeah. so but i mean if they're covering your mouth they can't really hit you i guess they could but um so i guess i'd rather cover my mouth than punch me
0: yeah, I guess it's more of an annoyance, right? Kind of to open yeah. something up, I guess?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any little thing you can do to try and give yourself an edge or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take them off their game. I mean, I guess if he's also if he's trying to get your hand off his mouth and he's not trying to get up so uh, off his back or hit you or anything like that. So, um, tweets their own.
0: What about the foot stomps? You know, uh, in the Usman fight on Fight Island, he was using those pretty effectively. It seemed like, and everybody was like, "Doesn't you know, hore?" He didn't seem like he was hurt by them, but they must hurt, right?
1: I don't know. I think if you get one perfect, uh, I mean, there's a lot of little bones, you know, on your foot. But I think, uh, I think he's just stalling more than anything. I don't think you, you're not gonna do any real damage to anybody's foot. I don't know. At least I've never heard of it you're more likely to damage your foot from kicking their knee or something like that. But um, I just think like those, and then those knees to the back of the calf and punches to the thigh and stuff like that. That's just trying to stay busy enough to not let the ref break up the fight and, you know, you score points and also breathe and try to recover at the same time, but you're not really doing any damage to them. I mean, Nick Lentz, held me and kneed the back of my thigh forever and I, I wasn't had no bruising or sore or didn't hurt me at the time at all so now on,
0: on Fight Island right there was some some crazy yeah. fights and, and, and a lot of controversy going on and last weekend uh, Dan Hardy the commentator former fighter yeah. he confronted yeah. Herb Dean and you know there's video on it uh, for stopping the fight late uh did you think yeah. the fight was stopped late <laughs> between jai herbert and francisco trinaldo
1: i don't know i think it was borderline i think there's definitely been worse um he kind of fell down and he looked real bad at first uh, but then he started trying to pull it together and pull his hands up and things like that but I don't know. You just don't want to see a guy take unnecessary damage. But the problem was, and Herb's situation, I saw he put out a video, but I didn't listen to the video. So I'm just flying blind here. Uh, the problem is he was winning the fight, and he was going to win probably. And then all of a sudden gets knocked down, and he's out of the fight. And, and it's arguable you know, he could have battled his way back. But, um, you know fighters i think people forget that we're people too and at the end of the day uh we're we're people and we're athletes and we want to compete but we don't want anybody to get seriously hurt long term or uh you know you don't wish any ill will on on people we're just there to compete real hard and make some money and um avoid the real world so uh, you don't want to see him And, and that guy's brand new to the ufc so he'll get more opportunities and things like that but um It's hard. I don't always see eye-to-eye with Herb. I know a lot of people think he's the best in the game. I don't agree with that, but uh, that call was kind of hard to make. But Jai did end up taking some extra shots there that he didn't need to take. So um, I can see both sides of it.
0: We don't know what's going to happen, but it looks like Fight Island is going to happen again. But if it never does happen again, was this something that you desired that you feel like you missed out on? FOMO or whatever you want to call it nowadays, these kids?
1: (laughs) Well, uh i think at first i did i i you know was campaigning a little bit to go over there but you know it was really set up for the guys who couldn't get visas to come into the u.s and uh, once i started learning a little bit more about it i was like ah i think i'll pass on that i'll wait till they come back to the u.s because obviously i think what people don't talk about a lot is uh foreign taxes they take a lot of your money over there and um you know, you quarantine for two days, you fly across the world, you quarantine for two days, you, uh, who knows what kind of food you have access to. I think the UFC took their chefs and stuff like that. So they do it right. Um, you know, you risk bringing COVID back, but you also, what they don't know, uh, what a lot of people didn't know is you got to quarantine for two weeks afterwards. You can't go home to your family and things like that. So, uh, for me, I like to kind of see my family right after. So, um, the more I learned, the the less interest that I was.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of a lot of fighters realized that after it actually happened that, that fight in Ireland. Now, going back to uh, your last performance, Rancho Rio, you defeated Jim Miller, unanimous decision, fight of the night bonus, almost perfect, man. And but you mentioned that you were just dis- you were satisfied with your performance. What exactly, you know, are your critiques of that performance?
1: Uh, yeah, I kind of beat I beat Jim in a in a Jim Miller fight. I didn't really beat him in my sort of fight. Um, I kind of got outside of my game a little bit. I got to keep my feet moving and try and hit not be hit. Uh, so I wasn't happy with a lot. I didn't, I didn't settle in as well as I wanted to on the feet. Uh, but Jim's good, man. I think, uh, you know, he came and smoked some high prospect right after me. So, uh, you know, Jim's pretty good. Especially in the first round, you got to get out of the first round with him. He proved that time and time again. So, um, I'm happy with the win and the bonus, though, man. I'm I'm not complaining one bit. To get a win in the UFC over a Hall of Famer is a big deal, but I can do better than that.
0: It's your first bonus, you know. What What does it allow you to do? Getting that extra cash does it really change too much in your life?
1: Nah, I mean those bonuses, man. That that money goes so quick. I got a baby now and. Um it's, it's a little more breathing room. It's nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Trust me. I would love to get a bonus every time. And I feel like I've been, uh, you know, passed over for some bonuses that I really mm-hmm. deserved two or three times. So it's nice to finally get one. Uh, it, it doesn't hurt at all. And uh, it was a nice paycheck kind of. I got lucky because it was right before COVID. So yeah. um, it worked out well.
0: So you're in North Carolina. You're at Jimmo for training camp. How open is the state in relation to the COVID protocol?
1: It's pretty open. Uh, they just want you to wear masks everywhere. So not a big deal, but everybody's kind of out and about. I don't know if restaurants are full capacity. Uh, I haven't been in a restaurant. I really am only going to the gym and the grocery. So, uh, but everybody's wearing masks and most most of the people are cooperating. So it's not too bad. Uh, I kind of go home to Tennessee on the weekends, but I don't kind of do. So it, it it's the same way there but, um, you know, it's, you gotta be careful.
0: What's the situation in Tennessee before you went to training camp? How was your training before then?
1: Well, I had, of course, uh, two, two, three months where the gym Mm -hmm. wasn't open. So I wasn't on the mat, which wasn't a big deal for me. Uh, I had to get my knee healed up, which was a nice time to do that. But, uh, I have another small group of professional athlete friends who were all home too. Cause we were all out of work at that point. So, uh, we committed to working out, doing these fitness workouts six days a week. So, um, so I stayed in good shape and, uh, shout out to those guys, man. We got after that at, during the quarantine and I kind of came out of the quarantine in good shape and just had to get back on the mat. So I had a feeling a fight was coming. So I had already started about uh, three, four weeks ahead of time and, uh, so now I'm coming in the last week feeling real good.
0: Were you doing workouts outside, or was there a private location that you guys gather?
1: We have a private location. My mm-hmm. friend is a PGA golfer, and he has his okay. own home gym. It's awesome. We call it the barn, but it's not really a barn. It's mm-hmm. it's nicer than my old house. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we went in there. It was private. There were just four of us. It was uh, me, a golfer, a baseball player, and then our physical therapist. So, but our physical therapist also turned into our barber after a while too. so we had a good setup.
0: It's almost like a start of a joke, right? Yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, that guy can do it all, man. He's impressive dude.
0: So you know you're in the, you're in these small groups now. It seems like everybody in the world that's training or getting ready for a fight are in small groups. What are the benefits you've seen from being in that kind of environment?
1: Um, well, it's more detail oriented. Those small groups, I think that, you know, and I spent a lot of time at a big gym, uh, the MMA Lab. You guys are amazing. Uh, love that place. And I just talked to John Krause last night, but uh, the smaller groups, you're able to get a little more detail. The, the problem with the bigger gyms, uh, you got so many guys. You just uh, you got to get in there and get your work. You get a lot of partners. You get a lot of looks. But uh, you don't get as detailed as you would in a smaller group. So I think that's paid off for me the last few fights. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. And I've, I've really patched up a lot of holes that, uh, were just detail oriented and, uh, in positions and things like that. So, um, I'm just building on that and I'm in shape. I always am. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it. So I'm, I'm in just as good a shape as I've ever been. So, uh, it's, there, there'll be some, some exciting moments of this fight. You know me, man, I'm going to take some risks and, uh, he does too. So. Um, we'll find out,
0: yeah, yeah Benil Darius your your upcoming opponent he's ranked fourteen in the world, got a lot of momentum, usually ranked guys only want to fight ranked guys, so how did this fight get put together? Was it difficult to find a guy that was ranked to fight you
1: uh no, I mean, I knew that i I wanted a higher level opponent, you know, I said last time I didn't care if, about rankings or anything like that, but um. You know, there weren't a lot of guys willing to fight out there. So I think Benil is probably in good shape already. He was looking for a fight. Uh, I don't think the other ranked guys wanted to fight. So they offered uh, offered him, me, and of course, you know, I'll, I'll take anybody up in the top 15. So I think that's how, how the fight kind of came together. So uh, he didn't have to take the fight, but shout out to him. So it's a big risk for him.
0: Yeah, definitely. It is a big risk to take. Um, his last fight, UFC 248 versus Drakar Close, pretty insane fight-ending sequence. Did you learn anything about Badil in that fight, watching that fight? Uh,
1: I, no, I don't think there's anything to be learned. I, I think we've already seen it all, man. The guy's uh, he's got a lot of guts. He's got a good overhand left. Um, when the going gets tough, that's what he relies on. So it uh, wasn't surprising he's he's in there he's gonna stand and throw until the bitter end so uh, that's kind of how i am too so i didn't i didn't learn much about that um but i mean he's in the top 15 for a reason he's world class
0: do you see in this fight coming up some some wild exchanges happening in this fight or are you gonna try to keep it more technical but you know i know your style so i know you're gonna go wild a little bit
1: yeah there's gonna be some wild exchanges for sure you know I'm going to try to take his head off, and he's going to try to take my head off. So, um, you know, I need to try and stay technical too, though. Um, that's how I win. So, um, but, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I can't promise you I'll be technical the whole time. I like to tend to drop my hands and throw uh, bombs, and so does he. So this will be another another fan favorite as long as he doesn't uh, decide to try and hump my leg the whole time.
0: Now, fighting in a venue without an audience, is that something that you're looking forward to?
1: Uh, I don't. I think it's better for me because, mm-hmm. l- like we just said, I get fired up, and when the crowd starts going, I do too, and mm-hmm. I have a tendency to feed off that energy. So uh, it'll kind of be like practice. So I'll be able to stay calm. I'll be able to actually hear my corner men. I mean, I think it'll be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it'll be a good technical fight, and I think that plays into my advantage.
0: Does the smaller cage you know make a big difference or do you like the bigger octagon
1: uh, I like the bigger cage uh, it, it makes a difference that helps him a little bit because he wants to grab me uh, he wants to get a hold of me he wants to press me to the fence um, so that helps him but um, you know he's still got to get through way through a pool of right hands and hooks and all that to get a hold of me so I'm not an easy guy to get a hold of
0: you go in there you take out the kneel pretty much you become ranked. Now, do you have to be selective in, in who you fight in the next couple of fights, or are you just going to take the attitude of, like, I'm going to accept the guys that want to fight me?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, you got to be strategic, I guess, after that. But, you know, he's, he's fighting me. He didn't have to. But I would like to move up the rankings. So, um, but we'll see. I mean, I still want exciting fights. I don't want a grappling match. I don't want a wrestling match. I think that's lame. The fans don't like that either. I've done that before. Uh, I can do that. It's not. It's not that fun. Um, so uh, I want some more exciting fights. I think there's a lot of those in the top 15. I think all those guys are willing to oblige you. There's not really anybody that's uh, not good. There's no low-hanging fruit. So uh we'll see
0: who who do you see in the top 15 where the matchup is is something that really excites you because you know there's some fights that don't really excite you but it it will be beneficial but then there's fights that are like oh man i could get bonuses off this
1: yeah uh man there's a lot of those there's uh you know tons of those and then there are guys up in the top 15 who aren't even in lightweight anymore or aren't fighting anymore so um you know they're taking up spots too, but I, I'm gonna focus on Vanille for now because that's uh, that's a tall order, man. I gotta fight real well to be in and uh, you know I plan on doing that. so i'm gonna I'm gonna focus on him and then I'll be ready be ready to make some calls when after that's over with.
0: so with this fight, you know could you see a, a, a quick finish or are you expecting a, a three round slobber knocker like some people like to say?
1: Yeah, I'm expecting a three round slobber knocker man. I don't you know. You got to cook him a little bit. He's always pretty strong in the first round. He, he tends to, uh, he tends to win the first round. So I'm gonna have to cook him a little bit. He's gonna be shooting for takedowns. I'm gonna have to stuff takedowns and uh, and wear him out and beat on him a little bit. So uh, I'm prepared to be in there for 15 minutes. I'm in good shape uh, and I'm gonna bring it like normal. So uh, if the finish comes, it comes. But um, I'm ready for that 15.
0: All right, man. August 8th, UFC Fight Night, Las Vegas. Thank you so much, Scott, for the time, and uh, good luck on the fight, and and good luck on rising up the ranks, man. You've been doing it, and and it's good to watch, man, because you've put in the work.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. It's good to talk to you again.